On Saturday, July 31st, WWE announced the release of Bray Wyatt. And at this point, it's hard to be surprised about anyone being released from WWE, but Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, was a major star and a major merchandise mover. Fightful would go on to report later that weekend that there are a bunch of top WWE stars that no longer feel that their jobs are safe. Hey, and maybe that's because on the July 29th quarterly earnings call, Vince McMahon made some very odd statements when asked about AEW's most recent talent acquisitions. He said, maybe we can give them more. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinsToBeltonic.com, website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Ray Wyatt, his contributions to wrestling, and his sudden release from WWE. We also have headlines from the weekend, Al Carl is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for August 2nd, 2021 where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, Al Carl, welcome to the show. I can see you are deep into the headlines. The standard of the news, that's it. Ray Wyatt, I can't, it's Ray Wyatt. Unbelievable, man. Absolutely unbelievable. It is really weird. He, he was let go on Saturday. What he was told, what everybody else in the company was told is that it was for budget cuts. Now, budget cuts is a very weird word to use when you have the company announcing enormous revenue growth the day before. But budget cuts is what they're saying. And I guess that's what the reason they've been releasing talent all year. He's just the latest name in a long list of people released this year and last year. Braun Strowman, it's hard not to think of Braun Strowman in the same light when you have the entire Wyatt family has been released from WWE in the last, I don't know, like two years, I guess. Right? Randy, no Randy Orton's still there. I'm the tangential member of the Wyatt family. But Al, what, what did you think when you heard the news of Bray Wyatt's release on Saturday? Yeah, shocked like everybody else was. Just completely shocked. And I kept looking deeper from what I thought. And the first thing I heard from him is, like, okay, Bray Wyatt was medically clear. Yep. And he was released. So I think that in their contract that they could use their medical facilities, whatever, and still get paid or whatnot while they're rehabbing. I think they were just being not you know, the bigger person here, but they were just trying to do the right thing by brain and make sure he got healthy first before uh, they lose anything that's for contractual obligation. But yeah, I, I guess it's the biggest thing I'm disappointed is we don't get our Bray Wyatt versus Alexa Bliss match. That's where I thought we were headed with after WrestleMania. I thought we were getting it at some point at SummerSlam, but I thought there was some type of magic scoop, whatever thing with yeah. Bray and his puppets. I'm wearing my Firefly Funhouse shirt today. We, we, we got to look out for, for Rambling Rabbit. Is he unemployed now? Huskis? You know, that guy's going to eat. He eats a ton. That's probably where a lot of oh, the budget cuts coming from. Poor Huskis. It's good that you brought up Alexa Bliss because a lot of people have been giving her a hard time. And I believe last I knew her Twitter account even went private because of the hard time that she's been given over this, because people are saying that, oh my God, they took Bray Wyatt's character, they gave it to Alexa Bliss, and then they let him go. And I th- I'm sure the story is a lot more complicated than that. And even if that is the case, it's certainly not Alexa Bliss's fault and she's doing no. great in her job. So let's shift that anger away from Alexa Bliss. I don't know, Mickey James actually made a comment that really stirred a lot of people up. And she went back and clarified afterwards that said, hey, Alexa Bliss is great. This was not meant to be a comment against her. Bray Wyatt is one of the most creative people in wrestling today. And he's not employed anymore. That's the story, right? Yeah. 
And that's it. Um, you want some eggs, Ryan? My stepdaughter's going to make some eggs for breakfast. We're having a guest cooking segment as we're going on here. So that's the big thing. A lot of stuff that Bray did was, I guess, his idea, like his way of, of presenting stuff. I know Shane McMahon, from what I heard way back when the Wyatts first came in, it was mostly all Shane McMahon, and then Bray just took off and ran with it. BJ Preven gave this comment that somebody has to save the puppets. I'm, I'm with you on that. That's... Yeah, BJ, BJ has a couple of comments in already. He's beyond crushed, cutting the most over guy they had over the past few years and claiming it's for budgets is laughable. And yes, the puppets, someone has to save the puppets. We have a doll now. We have Lily the doll. I don't know if we're going to get the puppets back. My question, and another thing that came to mind is with everything that's been going on with Braun Strowman, you, you cut him for budgetary reasons and you're going to lowball them to try to get him back. Now, with all the merchandise and stuff that breaks out, that's why everyone's claiming this isn't a budgetary thing. This Bray sells a ton of merchandise. He had his own championship belt that was flying off the, the racks for two grand, three grand, whatever it was. And I think they might just try to lowball him to get him back. I, I don't know. Yeah, potentially. Maybe they're just this is a, a big negotiating tactic or whatever. But to that point about Bray Wyatt's merchandise, I think a lot of people hear that and, and they may not know. They may not think, oh, I'm sure he's a big character, but maybe he's not selling that much merch. When I went to Survivor Series 2019, when you go to a WWE live show, you go to that merch stand and you have about six talents represented there typically. Yeah, you, know, no. you have your Sasha Banks shirt, you have your John Cena shirt, regardless of whether he's active or not. And you've got maybe three or four other guys. Great Wyatt, in the 2019 Survivor Series, where I went, which was like the height of the feed, we had all of the puppets, we had the mask, we had the gloves, we had shirts, we had all kinds of Bray Wyatt merchandise, and that stuff was going off the shelf like crazy. Yeah. So, so it's totally different than any other person that they had on the roster at the time. Nobody else had that many different pieces of merchandise that were being sold, as well as he's going to be on the cover shirt or whatever the event is, stuff like that as well. So I, 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 it seems like his merchandise alone would pay for the, his salary. But that me. And he was shaped by that survivor series. I forget who he was. And Ray Ray, because they wanted to keep it and Brock Lesnar away. Not to mention it was when NXT did it too. So everyone was like, what would happen if Brock Lesnar fought Bray Wyatt for an Adam Cole? That was the big Adam <laughs> <laughs> Cole running meme. Like, get me away from those two. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I forget. Yeah, the Bray was the best thing going. And then we ran into Goldberg and, and now we're here. Yeah. Yeah, the Goldberg thing certainly did derail him for a bit. And it actually goes back before that because Bray Wyatt's peak, I believe, was going into Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins. And when they did that, no finish in the Hell in a Cell match, and the fans chanted CM Punk, yeah, it was a major boo. I think every after that, yes, he won the championship after that, but I feel like he was on a downtrend ever since then. BJ Summon, it was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, guys, there you go. Thank you, BJ. Love the graphic, by the way. Love the lone wolf right there. I got you. Benevolent King, I got you. Everyone, I love Ray. Uh, I love Barrett Corbin real quick. Did he, did he okay? I know his wife just left him um, as of Friday. Everything, this is not going well. I actually felt bad for him on Friday. Switching gears here because he's trying to put himself, he almost had that name like on his contract. Trying to get the big payday to fight Roman Reigns. And then here comes selfish Cena again, just stepping on the little guy to make sure that his game's on the marquee, not anybody else's. Okay, let's pause the let's pause the Bray Wyatt stuff for a second because there is some SummerSlam stuff here to talk about that I had queued up. And since you brought up Baron Corbin, of course, we have the SummerSlam special coming up August twenty first. Ellie will be hosting. It says three p.m. here. Yes, any tune. We may have a little something that we have to change there. 
depending on what Impact is doing. Impact's going to do it to us again. They did it to us in WrestleMania, and they're going to do it to us again. Shout out, again, with Tommy Dreamer's running things, he's just got goals to the wall. He'll go up against WrestleMania. He's going to go up against SummerSlam. Absolutely. So John Cena gets his match. Finn Balor's out there to sign the contract. The contract says Finn Balor on it. John Cena swoops in, makes the, you know, puts his signature on there. Obviously, we're going Corbin versus Balor, maybe. Got Although, it's rough on Friday. So, unless they have a reason to extend it out, maybe Corbin gets a win there. We see Demon Balor at SummerSlam. Not sure. But in any case, that's our most recent update for SummerSlam. We have Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. We have officially Roman Reigns versus John Cena because any two signatures on a piece of paper is good enough for Adam Pierce. Yeah. Potentially tonight, potentially tonight we'll get the confirmation of Goldberg versus Lashley. And then we have Edge versus Rollins. Tiffany Haddish is going to host the official SummerSlam after party. We've got your pre-party with the SummerSlam pre-show. So do hook up with us on August 21st to watch that. Now, going back to Bray Wyatt for just a second. What do you make of the comment that Vince made in the quarterly earnings call? And I don't know if you've heard it or if you read about it or whatever, but it was, they, he was asked about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signing with AEW. And Vince basically said, I don't really know what they're doing in terms of talent or signing. We're not in competition with them. And then his voice kind of got garbled and he said, maybe we can give them more. And in some ways there are a lot of people who are like, oh my God, they're going to give them more talent. and. Other people are saying that it might've been him looking to Nick Khan. Of course, this is the audio conference, so you can't see that looking to Nick Khan and saying, maybe you can elaborate on the point more, but it's awfully funny that he made that comment in that topic. And then the next day or day yeah. after they let Bray Wyatt go. Yeah. I think, I think the thing was, he doesn't feel, you think he felt that WCW was bigger competition than AEW. I get to a point because they, they were on the same night. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't think Vince really looked at the Wednesday Night Wars as everybody else did. As they were going around and Vince doesn't care about NXT when 95% of his roster came. But they, I, I, I just think the, he knew it was going to leak out when, that, when he ever mentioned those three letters. It, it's going to be leaked out. It's going to be quoted and Vince said this and it's going to blow up. So might as well make a joke. Yeah, hey, let's just give him some more of our talent. Whatever. <laughs> It's a, yeah, so there is a lot to be said about the whole, they're not our competition and Nick Khan going on to explain, like Netflix says, sleep is their competition. They're a content provider. Everybody is their competition. AEW is just one piece of it. And, and when you compare it to WCW, from my view, they're not what WCW was, at least not yet. They're not, if they, but if they get to a point where they're pulling in stronger ratings per week and they've got, they're beating them in different segments of the overall business then I think WWE will change their tune and then start looking at them as more direct competition. But until that point, I don't think that's something that they're, that's not the way they're going to look at the situation. Now, it's the way, it's the way everybody looks at it. It's, it's just another platform for more wrestlers to be on TV. It's just another wrestling show. And that's great because now all these guys that are being released, that it's, you know what? We're not screwing them over. We don't need a monopoly anymore. Yeah. They can go wrestle. They'll be on TV. That's fine. Go, just go. Just go. You no, know, we'll save our money. And it's that's the only thing I can think of where he's coming. Back. I just think it was the backhanded comment. He just, you know, but Vince is going to mention not paying attention. Oh, oh my God. 
One thing I will say is that I feel like WWE has done a great job of dominating the news cycle. Whenever they, they, they seem to have, even if there's a lull midweek, they have some big news story that gets dropped. Monday, they have usually a buzz coming off or wrong. Then midweek, they're going to announce Tiffany Haddish and then going, they have their earnings. And then Saturday, they're going to do release Bray Wyatt. They're getting talked about no matter what the situation is. So don't need even bad press is still press. Yeah, that's, that is true. That is true. So Bray Wyatt, he can't go to AEW and bring the Bray Wyatt name. He can't go to Impact and bring the Wyatt family. He can't go to MLW or GCW or ROH and bring the Wyatt family. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when Bray Wyatt, Wyndham, Rotunda shows up a place else. Uh, will he show up with IRS and Bo Dallas behind him? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, you got Bo Dallas, you got Braun Strowman. They're all Rowan's out there. You just Daniel Bryan has a connection with Rowan and all that. It, yeah, it's you could see this it, stuff's out there, and it's going to be fun because people are going to be excited. You know, it's just like they are for Rampage when when going to Chicago with Punk, Daniel Bryan. It, it's going to be Bray Wyatt's turn in ninety days, and it's going to be fun to see where he lands. If he lands, so who knows? Even if he's going to want to keep going, who so who said he wants to keep going? Well. Well, Al enjoys his breakfast this morning. We are going to go to a short commercial break. When we get back, we have all the headlines. Al has a few rumors that he's brought to the table, and we'll see what we have to do about those. And uh, so stick with us. We'll be right back. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20.00. And all of them come in the super soft style, and the price includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or... And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me or you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m., this is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right, we're back. And Al, you, at the top of the show, were reading the dirt sheet. On the news today. Yeah, you had some rumors you were reading. This is not the most reputable uh, news source here. You're pulling stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the, the first thing in big letters, Brock Lesnar's contract situation. Apparently he's signed with somebody else other than... WWE, or is he going to have a written down Brock Lesnar to AEW? They know those sides are everywhere. What's going on with our beloved um, Beast Incarnate here? Beloved Beast Incarnate. But you got to use that alliteration whenever you can, I guess. So Brock Lesnar, yeah, there were things coming out recently about him signing elsewhere. And whether or not that happens, I'm not sure. WWE is probably waiting 
a little bit and thinking about Brock Lesnar as if they've got the Rock lineup for WrestleMania next year, they're going to need something for Roman afterwards. So I think they're putting a little pause on Brock for now. Plus, if Brock waits, he'll get more money the longer he waits. So I think Brock is just biding his time. In regards to AEW, Dave Meltzer wrote in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this past week that there has never been a discussion with Tony Khan about bringing Brock Lesnar in. He costs too much. It wouldn't make good business sense for them. Wow. I, I didn't think that Tony Khan had a, a price limit. He just picks up everything. We've got a little landing mess with toys over there. And it just seems like he's throwing mine at everybody. But he has a limit and it's Brock Lesnar's. Wow. That's news for you. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, it's, he may not have a limit in the sense that he would maybe would pay the Brock Lesnar salary, but not for two dates or three dates. Type yeah. You know what I mean? Um, staying with AEW, the first couple of ones are all AEW. As we all know, Darby Allen alluded last week to wanting to fight the best in the world. So rumors of Darby Allen versus Shane McMahon at All Out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they meant. <laughs> um, he won the tournament. That's his name. That's right. The, and, and what's his name? The, the ring announcer, Greg Hamilton, will, will let us know that Shane McMahon is the best in the world and will go on forever as he says it. Uh, pretty sure that he was referring, Darby was referring to CM Punk. At least that's what the 12,000 people that bought tickets to the United Center Rampage show were thinking. Although maybe they thought it was Shane McMahon. I doubt it. Shane McMahon did. It just came out in a press release this morning. Take a new job with Ideonomics. Don't know what that means, but don't know what that means in regards to his WWE position. But pretty sure it meant CM Punk. Okay, and staying with contract talks, Adam Page, okay, so he lost his elimination match, not getting his title fight. Now, there's rumors going around. It, it might be because uh, his wife is having a baby. He's missing all out, which sounds like it's right. But I've also, somebody threw something out that he actually turned down a contract extension. I'm going to call the, I'm going to push the bullshit button on that one because I just have not seen that any place where I'm comfortable saying that was that there's been a confirmation of sources or anything like that. So I'm going to push the bullshit button on that and say, let's stay tuned. I bet Adam Page gets a match down the road, but I haven't heard anything about, about whether or not he's refused to sign a new contract or anything like that. I will say that it, maybe it has something to do with this, his family situation. And I think that there was a plan at one point for him to wrestle Omega at all out, but then they signed Christian Cage. Yeah, I saw a video. I don't know if it was one of these like this days in history video. It didn't say that, but it was a flashback. Apparently, it was an impact. So I have to use your impact names. It was BG James and Bully Ray. Okay, they were going back and had an argument. One quote was, "Your mother's so fat that when I get on top of her, ears pop." I got the other one. Your mother's so fat that her shadow weighs forty five pounds, and the other one said, "Your mother's so poor that she had to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken." to lick other people's fingers. So is there any rumors, any actuality that these are true about BG James's mother and Bully Ray's mother? Not, man, I haven't heard that. There's certainly no confirmation of sources on that. <laughs> okay, I just figured, I figured it was true. If it was Impact Universe, it could be true because Impact is a different realm of existence. And the funny thing was, uh, D-Bob is right next to Bully as they have different mothers. You know, right. and Daddy Dudley that was doing all the damage in Dudleyville. D-Bob did not get offended by any of this stuff. <laughs> Um, Natalia had her surgery. It looks like it was a minor surgery. There was a picture of, I guess, Tyson Mueller out of the, the hospital. And it sounds like they're not going to have to vacate the tag team championships. Yeah, Nat Natalia said her doctor 
referred to her as an anomaly. So it was an injury, whether it was her ankle or her knee, but it sounds like her recovery is going to be relatively quick. Natalia says she, she couldn't wait to defend the tag titles and she wasn't going to let this injury prevent her from doing so. So I assume she'll be on the shelf for a little bit, but it sounds like it's going to be a relatively quick recovery from it. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Because we want to see, because we got that match. Tegan and Shotzi, they have the next crack at them. So I'm three weeks away from SummerSlam and kind of hoping to uh, get back on there. Stephen Amell, we have seen, we've seen an AEW. We saw a SummerSlam a couple years ago with a guy named Neville. That's what happened to him. He actually, he's filming, or he did film his new show, Heal, is a wrestling show coming out on Netflix, I believe, in two weeks on the 15th. He actually fractured his back while filming the show. Yeah, so it was a compression fracture. So Stephen Amell was also in um, All In. And it, on the All In show, he did a coast to coast. So he was telling Ren Renee Young, Renee Paquette, on her show Oral Sessions about doing a coast to coast for the show Heels that they're doing. And he did the first take and it was great, except he didn't really feel like he had gone as far, he didn't quite get the distance he wanted to get. So he said, let's do another take. And when he did another take, it felt like the wind was completely knocked out of him when he got, when he hit the ground. And apparently he has what's called a compression fracture. He says it sounds a lot scarier than it is, but true story. Stephen Amell gets a compression fracture shooting a wrestling show as opposed to participating in a wrestling show. Yeah. So that's August 15th on some of the next on, on Netflix. And then speaking of, we're going to stay in the movie industry here because John Cena has his new movie coming out Friday, the Suicide Squad. There's a behind the scenes report here that Warner Brothers spent over $20 million in CGI technology and the new movie, the new uh, DC comic movie, the Suicide Squad, so that people could actually see John Cena with their human eyes. <laughs> I think that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think that in the wrestling world, we say we can't see John Cena, but we actually can. <laughs> Warning can be like Rowan Raids, but you don't want to see John. For everybody watching, missionary position is a, it's a bench press in the gymnasium. It's just, it's a workout, but it gets old after a while. Adam Cole's contract apparently up at the, this month. This broke maybe about an hour ago. Yeah, this is fa fairly recent news that uh, Adam Cole's contract and this I saw at both Fightful and the Wrestling Observer. His contract was actually up in July, but he went to WWE and agreed to work through SummerSlam weekend and then revisit the contract situation after that. So they basically did a quick contract extension to get him to the end of the next takeover. And then they're going to reassess the, the situation, what they're going to do forward from there, which is good because then he can put a period at the end of the Kyle O'Reilly story if they want. Maybe they negotiate him up to the main roster or a long-term NXT deal without going to the main roster or whatever. Or maybe he leaves. But in any case, they, they can't, they, can't, they can't afford to let him leave. <laughs> but in any case, he, if he, if, even if he were, he'd be going about things in a very professional manner. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's finishing going. Him and Hunter are like this. We were talking about him and Hunter. You know, Hunter did relate by Adam Cole. 400-day reign as champion, and not to mention, he's finishing, he's making sure his best friend gets put over. So, 100% professional of the lab, um, Adam Cole's behalf, and you know, he should get rewarded for that, to be honest with you. It could have been a deal and just walk right away. So, I know we're a few weeks away from, hey, even the match being announced and even the actual event that weekend, but I guess they're making an early pick for Kyle O'Reilly on that weekend, huh? 
And apparently, yes, if this story didn't break, I might have went with Cole, but I feel like this is... Well, you don't know. Maybe he's going to sign the contract due to Brock Lesnar, right? Remember Lesnar's contract was up at WrestleMania, and then they had enough wish because he signed the day before. Nobody knew about it. And like, what the hell's going on? Oh, Brock signed yesterday. <laughs> and uh, EJ Provoca reminding us that not everybody is a big Adam Cole fan. And he says Hunter did us wrong by giving Adam Cole that work rate. So, this is shit. Unfortunately, this is not wrestling related, but unfortunately, Ryan, I'm going to do your job for you. This is a true story. Uh, a man in China almost dies after inserting live eel into his rectum to cure his constipation. What is going on with China? Eating cats and now they're sticking eels in their asses? I think it all stems back to John Cena not thinking Taiwan was part of yeah. China. I'm actually, you know, I brought this debate as a prop. It was a funny joke. I thought it was a good way to start the show. I'm actually, you know, awesome story right here, actually, legit to my front page. An unopened Legend of Zelda video game, the 1987 game, unopened, $870,000 sold for. Wow. Wow. Greatest video game of all time. Video games in 1987. Did you know that, right? I did not. Yeah, but... Are you, is, have you finished all your, the dirt sheet? I think, yeah, my news is done. I can start making up some more stuff though. Just give me no, that's a great segue into headlines. Okay. So the 1987 Zelda video game, the reason why that made me think of this is because you and I were talking before the show about the popularity of baseball cards and stuff like that when we were yeah. and how, how much they're not worth $750,000 today. When, yeah. You know, you would get a card from your uncle or whatever, and you'd say, oh, this will put your kids through college. Not really the case anymore, but despite all that, AEW did sign a deal with Upper Deck over the weekend or last week to have the exclusive rights for the AEW trading card series. Yeah, that card you mentioned, I was telling my uncle got me a Mario Lemieux rookie card. I was going to put my kids in college. I believe eBay is selling it for $150 right now. Should have sold that years ago. Yeah, and I do actually believe, okay, so now we're going to make up some more raw rumors and headlines. I believe Shotzi Blackheart also signed with Upper Deck, but who pops of the toilet? I mean, no. There's no truth to the Upper Deck company portion of this story, but if you would like to Google Shotzi Blackheart and items she's sold in the past. There is some truth to that. <laughs> she likes that like Pro Wrestling Gorilla, PWG, returned over the weekend. Excalibur was in the house. He welcomed the crowd, and he, and in addition to Excalibur, they also had Malachi Black, Evil Uno, and Orange Cassidy on the show from AEW. The champion, Bandito, was in the house, along with Jonathan Gresham and Brody King from Ring of Honor. Black Taurus was there. And a ton of GCW regulars were on the show. So uh, jam-packed house over there in California. And of course, this is not something that's live streamed. You have to wait for the DVD release. They are so old school, that PWG company. Yeah, but you, you smile on my face. If you give me Black Taurus and Malachi Black in a match, I know you said you, you had a busy weekend or whatever. For those we did not, we didn't cover homecoming today, but... The Josh Alexander Black Taurus match was absolutely incredible. The unfortunate thing was, okay, Black Taurus, he doesn't work for them, apparently. He's still AAA. I screwed that one up. I thought he was, you know, signed by Impact. 
Well, everyone knew Josh Alexander was going to win. You're just like, God, I don't care about the winner of this. This is going to be absolutely incredible. And it was. So if there was one match to watch uh, from homecoming, Josh Alexander and Taurus is on fire. Let's go ahead and continue with that line of thinking about Impact and Impact Homecoming. So great match there with Alexander and Black Taurus. Also, we have a new Homecoming King and Queen. Like there and never any that right. No, there wasn't because it was the drama king and Deanna Peraza wore a crown out to her last match. So everything makes sense. Hashtag Jersey Strong. She got herself a great partner and she got herself a, a new crown to add to her collection. She is now the official queen of Impact Wrestling. Go along with um, Al, did they have any formal coronation on the show? I don't believe so. I, I fell asleep, actually. <laughs> that has to happen on like Thursday, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, we were talking about Suicide Squad a, uh, a little bit ago. That comes out this weekend, and uh, they've already opened in a few international markets. They've got about $5 million made on that. But Jungle Cruise came out last week, and they did $62 million in theaters and $30 million on Disney+. Plus. That's, of course, The Rock's latest film. So there you go. Yeah, and it's crazy how much money he made on on Disney Plus because I, we were talking about Pete Brooks, and this is not wrestling related. I like the MCU. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney because of Disney Plus because her movie was released on Disney Plus and it wasn't in her contract. So it's amazing. I, I don't know how much money she didn't make or did make because of that. It's, it's an interesting. I didn't look a little bit deeper into this, but yeah. And this is somewhat non wrestling related because it's more like movie industry. But I think that. A lot of disruption in that industry. And maybe it is movie, maybe it is wrestling related because SummerSlam is going to be in the movie theaters this year, along with AEW did uh, their last pay-per-view in the movie theaters. When you turn, return to the closed circuit type of thing, now you have direct distribution over Peacock plus the movie theater distribution. Oh, they don't really split revenue with talent the way you do in with movies, but yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what, what the numbers are and now wwe is going to have something close to pay-per-view again which they haven't had in years yeah that's yeah it was the wrestlemania's one and two were in i can't remember definitely definitely one was close yeah. circuit I, I bet you two was as well all right we already mentioned aew rampage the second show the 10 o'clock p.m on friday show august 20th seemingly the debut of CM Punk with the company, they already sold over 12,000 tickets in the pre-sale. The on-sale is actually today, and whatever they have left is sure to go like that. So, yeah. So, episode 2, right? Of Rampage, episode 1 is on the 13th, right? Yes. Yep. This is episode 2. So they're starting off strong. They got a live show in Britsburg for episode 1, and they have a live show in Chicago for episode 2. And man, I never thought they would sell 12,000 tickets for a rampage. I thought they were going to be going to the ECW arena or something small venue like that, 2,500 people. And that would be what rampage is. But I guess if they tease out rumors and things about signing CM Punk, they can sell, sell 12,000 tickets. Yeah. That, when, when we were just having this conversation. When I first heard about rampage, I'm like, okay, they're just televising dark. It's one hour, three matches oh, versus inaction. And that's the end of it. But it's on TV, and it'll get people to it. Yeah, and it, I hope they take this seriously because they need this extra hour right now, whether it is 10 o'clock on a Friday. It's irrelevant. But they had over 100 guys on an active roster. They need something more 
on television. I know they have the YouTube stuff or whatever, but they need something more on a national television scene to get this going. This is the SmackDown to their Raw, yeah. basically. Yeah. AEW also signed a deal to broadcast Dynamite and Rampage over in India. So that's a deal that just broke this morning. And finally, Braun Strowman will wrestle in Qatar. It'll be his first appearance post-WWE. Also on that same card, Brian Cage, John Moxley, Sammy Guevara, and a whole bunch of others. So there you go. What's Strowman going by? What's his Indian name? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. Like you mentioned before, though, I think it's just a matter of time before he ends up back with WWE under a smaller contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old, and I hope to do the same with Brian. It's, it's, you know, that I know everyone, you know, the money is the almighty dollar, and that's that speaks the loudest. But, uh, you know, Ray Wyatt, everyone wants already, you know, BJ said it earlier, we didn't put it up here to the dark order, and I get it. It's perfectly because he take over for Brody. It was, but it was, I that it's just, there's just too much over there right now. It really is. I think that's stuff about the dark order is a lot more sensitive than people give it credit for. I think that it's too hard. They can't just replace Brody. I think that's almost impossible task to do. Yeah. I, I, I hope they don't even try it. I, I guess, yeah. you know, there is a person and it is, it is bright because that, it, it's almost synonymous. Like they, they, yeah. they, they walk together. Yep. Okay. So for Monday Night Raw today, we have Goldberg on the show. We have Riddle going against Amos. I hope it lasts about 27 seconds because if it goes longer than that, we might be in trouble. Nikki Ash versus Charlotte in a no holds barred match. Oh, so no holds barred. I didn't realize that. Okay. Just don't open them all. You know, Nikki's still going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> no holds will be barred. Everything's legal. Wrist lock. Figure for eight, it's all legal. That's it. All right. It's usually the holds aren't what we're usually worried about. It's usually the steel chairs and stuff. Yeah, the holds, exactly. Instead of no holds bar, it should be all weapons allowed. Anyway. Now, did we miss anything? Now, no, that's it. We're going to have, uh, yeah, Goldberg. It's, I think we're good. I have uh, the Legend of Zelda. Yep. John Cena, $20 million CGI. Yep. Okay. I think we're, uh, we're ready. It's delicious. It was our first cooking segment. Thank you, Kira. They're absolutely great. And that's it for me. All right. Well, for Al, I'm Ryan. 